Welcome to Building Connections Podcast by Gang Alternative Incorporated. My name is Dashwell Irvin and I am the College and Career Development Specialist. Today's episode is What is Trauma and How GA Can Help? GA is a nonprofit organization with over 25 programs and more than 100 employees serving both Miami Dade and Broward counties. We believe in creating change by building characters that last in children and families through positive alternatives. Today, we are super excited to welcome Ms. Valida Morris, who is the program manager for our COS and COSP program. Morning, Ms. Morris, and welcome to the podcast. Good morning, and thank you for having me here. My name is Valida Morris. I am the program manager for COS and COSP, um, and I'm also a licensed mental health therapist with a background specializing in trauma. So, let's jump right into it. Um, what is trauma exactly? So trauma, the definition can really be broken down into two components. You have the event and your reactions. So when we're talking about the event, this is actually being exposed to some type of stressful event. So that means you may have personally experienced the event, the trauma happens to you. Mm -hmm. Or you may have witnessed an event, seeing someone experience the trauma. Or... Um, also how your body physically responds to the trauma. So the way your body reacts as a result of the trauma. Okay. Then you have your reactions, which is the part two um, of the of the trauma. So your reactions could be one of the following. Your emotional response, the way you feel as a result of the trauma. Your behavior, the way you act as a result of the trauma. Or how your body, the physical response, how your body reacts as a result of the trauma. So when we're talking about trauma, it doesn't necessarily have to be physical. Correct. It, okay, so I because I think a lot of times when people, and especially now, everyone is sort of um, using the term trauma so broadly, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be like a physical trauma. It can be an emotional trauma. Mm-hmm. It can be anything that, like you said, has a reaction and a, a response. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important for the audience to understand and for the families that we serve, um, that it doesn't, also, it doesn't always have to be something that physically like affected your body. Absolutely. Such as, for instance, the pandemic. We're all experiencing the the pandemic and um we are all reacting various ways some of them in negative ways right so um this is something that's universal that we're all experiencing but it's how you deal with it Mm -hmm. so um that's a great way like that stated before it may have not physically happened to you right but you've been exposed to it okay so being exposed to any type of stressful situation um, can cause trauma. Right, absolutely. And a lot of times that may just be a change in a routine for a child or for a family, maybe like a separation per se. Going to a new school. Right, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So that's really important to be able to understand that anything that physically affects, like I guess your day-to-day activity or a stressors um, is considered a trauma. So can you provide us um, some examples of different forms of trauma? Absolutely. So um, I'll start off with abuse. So um, a lot of people have been impacted by abuse, whether in childhood or in adulthood. So that looks at 
the various forms of abuse, sexual, physical, domestic violence, family mm-hmm. violence, community violence, um, neglect. Those are abuse-related traumas. Also, um, grief and loss, so the death of a loved one, um, whether it was expected or unexpected, because mm-hmm. we know that a lot of times um, people have certain illnesses and diseases that are terminal right. that causes their life to end um, prematurely, so to speak. Um, but it's also expected, um, whereas an unexpected death would be um, a car accident mm-hmm. or, um, unfortunately, gun violence. Gun violence, yeah, mm-hmm. I was going to say that. Um, we also, what could also be a traumatic um, experience is a natural disaster. We live in Florida, so hurricanes mm-hmm. or in the United States, tornadoes, um, flooding, um, uh, stuff of that nature. Um we don't have this in the United States, but let's say if we have refugees coming from out of the country and they're experiencing war. So that would be a traumatic experience if they've been exposed to um, war and, you know, the atrocities of that. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, change. So whether um, change as far as, um, I'll give you an example, someone who has been forced to retire due to they're getting older or um, they're at their retirement age and they don't know what to do with themselves. That's true. Um, or they are um, out, out of employment um, and they don't know what to do with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, moving to, for children, moving to a new school, um, starting that, a new school, uh, and that the changes that come with that, you know, trying to get familiar with that. They may feel like they've lost certain friends because they moved to another school. Yeah. Um, and keeping on the mindset of children, the birth of a new sibling. Um, so a new sibling comes in and a child may be trying to adjust to that role and trying to find out where they fit in with their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so various things, along, if it's something that's causing stress, um, it can be considered a traumatic event. Okay. So something that's stressful is considered a... a- and, and negatively impacting their 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 emotional, mental, physical, and social well-being. Okay, okay, got it. So when we talk about trauma and with this um, Circle of Strength um, program and the SEAL Circle of Strength Parenting program, what is trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy, or um, also known as TFCBT? Can you provide a little bit more detail to that? Absolutely. So um, TFCBT, a trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy is a treatment modality or treatment um, used to treat a child who has been exposed to traumatic events. But unlike other traditional therapies, it just, it, we don't just work with the child. We work with the child and their, and their parent or supportive caregiver. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's critical that we have the caregiver involved in the treatment for the child, the care and the treatment for the child during this therapy, because that produces a better and successful outcome for the child succeeding in therapy. Right. Because we'll also be working with the parent slash caregiver on certain um, topics that we're working on with the kids that they have to then um, support their child through at home mm-hmm. when they're not in the, as we say, the safe environment of therapy, in right. the, in the bubble. <laughs> so um, we provide parenting skills to the parent in order to help support and aid their child um, through their negative symptoms of 
what they've been exposed to and through the therapy process. Um, Trauma-focused cognitive behavior therapy, or TFCBT, should be, it's a short-term therapy, so it should be done within 12 weeks. Okay. It can go more, no, it's from 12 weeks, no more than six months. Anytime you go past six months, you really lose what's called the fidelity or the, the trust of the model mm-hmm. uh, for it to be effective. So we like to go anywhere between 12 weeks to up to six months. Um, it's designed to help children, adolescents, and their parents overcome the impacts of traumatic events. Mm-hmm. Um, it assists the child or the adolescent to developing coping skills needed right. to assist with traumatic or trauma reminders of the trauma. Okay. So I think that um, we kind of touched a little bit on this. Like you said, that the importance is that it allows the parent and the support system to be able to help the child through the um, traumatic event and to be able to gain those important coping skills and various coping mechanisms to be able to utilize and work through um, when they're experiencing the trauma. So um, in regards to the TFCBT, who does GA provide that to? Is that only for kids or is that also provided to adults? Can you provide us a little bit more detail about that? Sure, absolutely. So we serve children from the ages of 4 to 18. Okay. Our focus is the child, but we work with the entire family on reducing future risks and building protective factors. Mm, Okay. So um, we serve the Northeast Miami area and Homestead area. But even if we need to go outside that particular zip codes, Mm -hmm. we can offer the service. Okay. It is an in-home service. So we're coming um, to the family's home. Um, Our services are free, which is great. Great, yes. And we're trying to come in at a time that's convenient uh, for the family. So we can't just work with the child, say, for instance, an older child or teenager, and the parent is not there because they're working or doing some other activity. The parent has to be there. Okay. It's not one of those type of therapies where I just drop my kid off, the child works with a therapist, and then mm. I pick up my child. Right. No, you're, the parent caregiver is actually um, intricate um, component of the therapy process. Okay. And I think that actually makes it easier for the child because a lot of times... Um, if the child sees that the parent is engaged and um, engaging with the therapist and um, being engaged in what's being presented or what's being talked about in the session, kids are are a little bit more easier to buy into that. Like, I have a three-year-old. If she sees me doing something mm-hmm. and I say, like, hey, you need to pick up your toys. Like, okay, mm-hmm. mommy's picking up toys, too, so mm-hmm. that means that I should do it, too. So I think that's the good part and the um, really important part about the actual approach that GA uses because it's a holistic approach. Absolutely. And it allows for the child and the parent to gain really important skills to be able to sort of just overcome that traumatic experience, mm-hmm. but also be able to address it head on as opposed to sort of sweeping it under the rug, mm-hmm. which we know that a lot of times in our communities, the black and brown communities, we don't really address mental health as we should, but these are t- the times are changing and these are um, services that we need to be able to utilize. And the fact that it's free is a great opportunity for our families. And I also just like to say that our We provide um, therapy in English, Creole, and Spanish, and our therapists are black and brown. Yes. Um, So they're very uh, relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
also too with this particular therapy style um unlike traditional therapy where you're just talking we've, we're very creative so we may be doing yoga we may be doing mindfulness meditation practices um we're very creative we may be doing art therapy mm-hmm. and not only are we providing this to the child to help them with their trauma but we also may be doing some type of creative expression art with the with the parent or caregiver as well so they can understand how um it's impacting their child and how to help their child through the process. So we try to keep it fun, even though it's a serious topic that Mm -hmm. we're touching on. Right. And I think that that's a good part. And I like that the approach you said that you try to keep it fun, because if you sort of think about like various shows, how they put out mental health and how they portray it, you, you always see people land on a couch talking but and so the misconception is that you have to go to an office and lay on the couch Mm -hmm. and talk to a therapist Mm -hmm. but the fact that you guys are using a different approach to be able to engage the child and the family um, offers a little bit more comfort for the families Mm -hmm. and the child especially so let's talk about a little bit of how the tfcbt approach helps the um with negative symptoms of traumatic experiences Yes, so we want to decrease negative symptoms of trauma. So some of these symptoms may include depression, anxiety, acting out behaviors, which are common in children exposed to trauma. Um, By understanding these symptoms and using coping skills, we will learn how to manage these symptoms. So we may not, keyword is symptom reduction. Um, we want to see a progression in the decline of negative symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, We know that also therapy may initially cause symptoms to um, come out more, Mm -hmm. um, and that's normal. But then once we start working with the child and and the parent and caregiver, um, we should then start seeing a pattern where reduction is happening in the negative symptoms. They may not all the way disappear, but they may get to a point where it's manageable based on the strategies and coping skills that the child and the family have learned to manage these symptoms. Right. And I think that the great part, what you were saying about that, is that it may not disappear, That, but the symptoms are manageable. And I think that's really important because a lot of time we assume that because I'm going to therapy, it's going to disappear and I'm going to be back to my normal self. Mm-hmm. But the program... And the therapy approach is implementing coping skills and reducing the symptoms. Mm -hmm. So that's really important. And I really think that the GA approach to um, trauma is a really good approach. And I know we talked about it a little bit, touched on it throughout some of our other questions. But how is the TFCB program implemented? Okay, that's a great, um, great question. So we use a acronym for TLCPT called PRACTICE, and each of the, of the um, letters in PRACTICE starts, it's for a component of therapy. Okay. But before we get into PRACTICE, we have to start with an assessment, engagement, and rapport building um, phase first. Okay. So once we schedule an assessment with the family to see if they meet the 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 area needs for services. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll do the assessment and testing of that nature. And then once they are qualified, we'll start off with um, rapport building and trying to get to know the family. Then um, the way TSCBT is structured based on the practice model, 
there are conjoint sessions have to happen between the child and the parent slash caregiver. Mm -hmm. So for instance, um, the first part of the practice model is P for practice in, in the word practice. That's psychoeducation and parenting skills. So we're providing education to both the parent and the child regarding trauma, regarding whatever is the traumatic experiences they have um, experienced. We're educating both the parent and the child. Okay. Um, and then um, as we go through the components, you do it either one or two ways. You meet with the parent or meet with the child first, meet with the parent next, and then bring them in together. Or you can do certain components of the practice part of TFCBT together. Oh, okay. So, for instance, psychoeducation and parenting will do together if I'm doing the therapy. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it varies for each therapist. Um, and then when we look at R in the word practice, it's part of the TLCBT component, we're talking about uh, relaxation skills. So we're talking about coping skills. Mm -hmm. And so we're talking about ways to calm your body and your mind, whether it's um, you know meditation or journaling or music or playing a sport, we're teaching those skills. Right. Um, we go into the next part of the practice, which is the A, and that's feelings identification. We call it affect expression. Um, but it's basically talking about feelings because a lot of times kids and parents don't understand what a feeling is. So mm -hmm. we have to first educate them about feelings and then discuss where they feel those feelings in their body. Um, then we go into the thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, which is the uh, cognitive triangle. Okay. Um, and we educate them about that, how your thoughts cause you to feel a certain way, which causes you to behave or react a certain way. Then as we are progressing through the practice component, we, t we do, the child does what's called a trauma narrative. And basically, it's their story about what happened to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And this is a very critical component of, of the TFCBT model because we're kind of laying, their kids are laying out all the cards. And they have to then share that with their supportive parent or caregiver. So it's critical that when we get to this point that any anxiety or hesitation that the parent or caregiver has, we address that as we get, before we get to this point. Right. Because we want the parent to be able to support the child when the child shares the narrative. Okay. And so um, during the sharing of the narrative, the parent cannot ask the child any questions. They're there to just be a support system and a listening ear in the room. Wow. And then afterwards, they're supposed to provide appropriate praise to the child. Thank you for sharing that, you know. Um, I'm glad you you know this is working. Whatever positive reinforcement right. the parent needs to show that. Then we move into the I of the practice component, and that stands for in vivo, which is basically gradual exposure, which happens throughout the whole model. But it's also helped desensitizing um, the trauma reminders that happen. Okay. So um, the triggers. But okay. for kids, we like to say trauma reminders. Right. <laughs> um, C stands for conjoint sessions. And again, that happens throughout the whole um, part of TLCBT. And then the final component of, of TLCBT is safety, enhancing safety, the E. And basically, um, we are safety planning. We are using this as a celebratory event where we are going to graduate the client. Mm -hmm. We're providing certificates. We're also educating them on ways to stay safe, what they can do if they encounter an unsafe or scary experience. 
um, we provide them with the resources needed. So that may be that if they become triggered, you know, six months when they get discharged from our therapy program, how to connect and get back into services with us. Okay. Also, we provide them a resource list of other outside community partners that they can use for uh, resources okay. if needed. Okay. That is um, great, great information. And I think that um, as the families work through their trauma and are addressing um, the sort of impact that it's had on the child, there's there's definitely a change. It's a change within the child and it's a change within the family. Mm -hmm. Listen, Ms. Morris, thank you so much for this great wealth of information. I'm sure that the families and the audience who are listening will be um, grateful and appreciate this information because like we said before um a lot of times um mental health and trauma has a stick um a stigma attached to it and we want to make sure that we're able to educate and be able to sort of break the cycle and break the stigma so how can our audience um and the families who are listening reach you if they need to connect with the cos and the cosp program so um at first, you can go to our website, which is myga.org, and um, you'll click on the Circle of Strength um, program, and it'll show uh, the therapy or parenting program, and it'll have all of my contact information. Um, for both internal and external um, uh, referrals, um, there's a referral, uh, a referral form that I can email out or send out to the referral source, and then they email it back to me. Mm -hmm. And... Um, Either way, whether it's through um, the website or through a referral source, um, once we get the information and I review it, I may need to follow up and um, see if there's any um, needed information I may need. Okay. And then after that, if I feel that the referral is a good candidate for our program, I sign it out to a therapist and then a therapist has two business days to set up a, uh, an appointment with the family to schedule the assessment. And once they go out there and complete the assessment and still feel that they're a good fit for the program, then we'll start working with the, the child and the, and the parents or caregiver and start working on the treatment for, oh, the, okay. for the child. Okay. Great. Thank you so much. So thank you once again for being um, a part of our podcast today. We really appreciate the information and your time. Um, until next time, I am Dashwell Irvin, and this is another episode of GA's Building Connection Podcast.